0: Welcome everyone to the Shepherd Talk podcast with Pastor Ray Jones from Ridgecrest Baptist Church. This conversation is centered on reaching, building, and connecting you to the mission God has in store for your life. We hope these practical conversations help to encourage and equip you to follow Jesus in a greater way. Hey Pastor, how are we today? Hey, Chase. Doing great. Good. We want to continue our conversation from the last podcast where we have been talking about your uh, series or excuse me, your sermon entitled Seven Commands for Victorious Living, coming from James chapter four. And we talked last time about submitting to God, standing against the devil, and drawing near to God. And we want to jump in back in verse eight today that says to draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Then it says to cleanse your hands and command number four that you talked about that night was sanitize your hands. So jump back into that conversation with us today.
1: Well, uh, again, uh, you know, we're talking about, as you said, about victorious Christian living. And I just uh, reiterate that all of us want victory in the Christian life. We want, we want victory in life, but we believe the great high purposes of life are related to our relationship with God and uh, as a part of that, we want to walk in victory. We want to walk in victory with him. And uh, that doesn't mean perfection because right. we we still battle that sinful nature. But we can learn principles and truths that God has given us to help us live a victorious life. I would suggest that those principles have to be implemented Every day, That's really, right. That's right. Uh, that, you know, it's not like, OK, I put those principles in motion. Now, they should become as we grow in our relation with God. Hopefully they become a part of our spiritual DNA. So we don't have to like every morning get up and say, OK, number one, number two, number three. <laughs> right. But but they should as we practice. We may for a while we may need to put them somewhere to remind us. That's good. Yeah. But but they should become part of our DNA. And the fourth, uh, the fourth particular command for victory, said, "Sanitize your hands." That means simply this: deal with sin in your life. That's good. Uh, that's what he's talking about. He's talking about the outward kind of behavior right. that needs to be dealt with. We talked a little bit last uh, podcast, last week, if you recall, about um, the the importance of disciplining ourselves, as Paul talked about, train yourself for the purpose of godliness. Uh, we, we talked about our responsibilities there. Well, when he says sanitize or purify your hands, he's talking about not saying, oh, I don't want to do what I do, but God, just if you'll just take it away from me. He's saying you take responsibility for your behavior right. and you deal with your sin. Right. I'm convinced, Chase, that the devil wants us to develop sin habits. Hmm. Yeah. And then those sin habits become so entrenched in our life, if we're not careful, we then eventually begin to excuse them and say, okay, yeah, I know that's not, shouldn't be a part of my life, but it is. And so, you know, it just is what it is. But that's not what James is telling us to do. James is saying, you know what? Cleanse your hand. If you know there's sin, deal with that sin and don't go, well, it's not as bad as a lot of people I know. Hmm. You know, If a growing victorious life uh, will be about what uh, my responsibility is before God, not if somebody else living up to the the standard of, of Christ. I'm not talking about perfection, right? but I'm talking about relational fellowship that is transformative right. in my spiritual life. And that that helps me experience that kind of victory. So deal with sin. You've got sin. You know what it is. Deal with it. Quit just waiting on it to just hopefully go away. Take the
0: kind of steps you need to take. You know, we live in a culture, Pastor, that that likes to point fingers at other people versus really taking ownership in general. And uh, I think that's easy for us to, um, unfortunately, because of our culture, let that fall into our Day in and day out life of of walking with Jesus and dealing with these things, and so uh, these two points right here are very vital for us um, as we walk with that. Number five, you you uh, you sanitize. I don't know if you you know having hand sanitizer, if you are thinking about that, but mm-hmm. sanitize your hearts. Verse eight goes on to say to cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify. Your hearts. What's mm-hmm. the difference in these two, Pastor? And
1: that's a great question. The first one that we talked about just a moment ago when we said sanitize your hands, and I use that on, <laughs> on purpose because in our house there's always hand sanitizer, and probably most of them, <laughs> but, but sanitize your hand representing the outward man. Deal with the outward stuff. When we talk about the heart, we're talking about the uh, the, um, the inward man. Right. Uh, and uh, what's going on inside of a person and so that's the difference here one is outward sin uh, the other is internal sin there's a lot of things that can happen in a person's life uh, that is that is sinful before God but but it's inside can be yeah. covered and hid yeah. and that's nobody what it nobody else will ever know and uh, I'm not saying they need to know that's not what I'm saying right. but what I'm saying is God knows right. And what James is saying to us here is, deal with outward sin, but don't think that there's not just as much significance to the inward sin, the quiet sin, the hidden sin that no one sees. So that's what he's talking about there when he talks about the heart. Uh, Purify your heart. Cleanse your hands. One is external. One is internal. Both of them need to be dealt
0: with. Right. Now, Pastor, when you go back to number one, uh, you, we talked about submission to God. Um, does this stuff play out of that, in your opinion? Does this, sanitizing your heart and your hands, does that play out of your submission to him?
1: Yeah. As I as I uh, talked about uh, last week, right.
0: the, the idea of submitting to God
1: is the first place to start. Right. And um, it may or may not be true. I choose to think that it is, in this case, it, the order is important. important. Okay. And so James starts there because, look, if you're not submitted to God, it is unlikely that you're going to have the ability to deal with sin, both external and internal. Right. So I do believe that everything kind of gets back to that, that first imperative, that first command, and that is Jesus has to be Lord uh, in order for That's us good. to be able to have the resources um, that will enable us to deal with uh, sin, whatever it is. If it's sins of attitude or sins of, we call it, um, omission or sin or commission. Right. You know, any of those, external, internal. Uh, if Jesus isn't Lord, we probably aren't going to be convicted enough to deal with them anyway.
0: That's good. That's good. Verse nine continues in this study in this passage, and you're. Um, seven commands here it says be wretched and mourn and weep Um, and your sixth command that you brought out of this passage was to have sorrow over your sin
1: yeah and you know we said to uh, last week when we started this that there were actually 10 imperatives right but but one of the imperatives we're looking at encompasses uh, uh several and this is that one okay where he talks about uh, having sorrow over your sin. And, and uh, again, we, we see that where he says, be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Uh, what he's talking about is that, that, that as our relationship with God is a, a relationship of submission and lordship, we should not take lightly when we do mess up, when we right. do sin. We right. don't blow it off. But uh, we don't. Laugh. That's why he uses this whole idea of let your laughter be turned to gloom, you know, and your joy, uh, gloom, your um, your laughter be turned to mourning. Because what he's saying is, when you blow it, God still loves you, but your sin is serious. Don't just laugh it off. Right. We see people today, unfortunately, even in our Christian culture, when they blow it, they kind of what they do is they they simply kind of. Well, yeah, I know, but, (laughs) you know, they kind of laugh it off. Right. Uh, Well, he's saying, take this seriously. Uh, He's not saying it should shut you down, but he's saying, realize how serious your sin is to God. Take your sin and any of it and all of it and view it the way God views it. I mean, your sin, my sin, it put Christ on the cross. So it's no small thing And it's
0: certainly no laughing matter. Right. that's a powerful thought in order to fulfill this victorious uh, living in our life today. We wrap that thought up in this verse in verse 10 as it tells us to humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. And you use uh, the the term and the phrase to subjugate yourself to God. Help us understand, Pastor, as we wrap up today, what that looks like and what that means. Yeah.
1: Uh, A bit different from submitting. Right. Which we talked about to begin with. Submitting is recognizing who the authority, real authority is. That makes sense. This is an act of humility. Mm -hmm. Okay. I can, for example, a person can recognize, well, say he's in charge, I'm not in charge kind of thing. Right. And I know that. uh, Now, that shouldn't be the, the approach of the believer, but what subjugation means is when he says in verse 10 be humble before god it is not just that i recognize him as the authority because he's the authority i bow before him that's good and i bow before him because i want to because i know him because of his character and um and so it means that i humble i make myself humble um you know the Bible tells us in several places to humble ourselves. Right. Again, this is one of them. It is a command right. important to victorious Christian living, and God loves those who are humble. Right. In fact, it says He gives more grace. Right. Verse to six. those mm-hmm, to those who are humble, He gives more grace. He loves humility because humility recognizes that uh, that a person has someone else over them. And it is, humility is an act of uh, devotion, right. is what it is, right. you know, and recognizing who that authority is with great affection. And that's right. what he's talking. This isn't like, okay, I subjugate myself right. to God. It is, God loves me so much. That's good. And why wouldn't I put yeah. myself uh, beneath him and worship him and honor him for who he is and what he's done? Right. He can do anything. Right. I've used the illustration of our daughter before but I remember one of the great joys of being a father is you know Chase. Yeah. is when your children come to you they a toy's broken or something like that. And they just believe they can hand it to you and you can fix it. You <laughs> right. know right. because you're dad. Yeah. You're the father yeah. and there's nothing in their small eyes that my dad can't do. Right. It's a beautiful thing, but it's a humble thing on their part cuz they're they're not coming and saying I got to find somebody, they're saying, my dad, my dad can do this. And I remember my daughter, she'd bring something to me and I'd, (laughs) (laughs) she'd bring something to me and want me to fix it. And I'd think, I don't know how in the world I'm going to fix this, Uh, but I do my best, you know, because she believed. Right. And so she was humbling herself. Right. Joyfully, willingly, because she knew who dad was. And in her eyes, you know, she's 30 years, she still (laughs) believes I can do a lot of things I can't. But not God. Uh, he can do whatever needs to be. So I humbly That's come. Good. And I submit myself uh, to him uh, and s- subjugate then. I bow before him. Uh, and it's it an act of worship
0: and adoration. That's good. You know, Pastor, I love that story because my kids are the same way. And I think I have a leg up on, on your experience, though, because I have YouTube. So I can, <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, can YouTube true. things and figure out how to fix it um, compared to yeah. I know you'd have YouTube back 25 years thank ago. you chase <laughs> just saying so let me uh let me read verse six i've just uh, got mileage now remember <laughs> that's right that's right have yeah, mileage Verse six again let me just highlight this but he gives more grace therefore it says god opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble pastor wrap us up today on just any last thoughts on victorious living well
1: i would just say this um god wants you to live in victory and so that's why his word is so clear about how to have victory Victory over temptation. I started when I was working on this message. Uh, I I'd do the working kind of draft of things, and I almost talked about uh, just that—victory over temptation. And the Bible has a lot to say specifically about that. Right. But what happened was is that uh, I began to see that and I thought it's not enough to just say, "Hey, let's just talk about victory over temptation." There's a time to do that, but I thought there's so much here to help us have a full life of victory. Yeah. But we got to take it serious, as I said it's not a secret right it's posted right there in the scripture for us right uh to tell us what we can do that will help us uh walk in victory i would say this to our audience so you say man i try and I, i just keep stumbling i just keep stumbling well first of all understand that victory comes through the power of the holy spirit operating in your life right these things are to be a response to the spirit of god and the lordship of christ as we've already said but if you say, I, I've failed so many times, I've desired to live in victory, but I've failed so many times, I just don't think I can do it again. Listen, the devil wants to defeat you right? by trying to convince you that you're just one of those who can't have victory. Hmm. So here's what I'd say. Get back in the race. This is a war. Get back in the battle. Yeah. The, the loser hmm. is the one that refuses to get back in the battle and just says, I I can't win. I can't have victory. That's the guy that loses. And the devil knows that. And so the devil wants to convince you that you can't go from where you are to where God wants you to be. Right. This is a process. It is a journey. Right. It's not an event. Right. And you fail today, get back up, uh, get going. You're going to fail again and you're going to fail again. But the goal is that the failure gaps get further away. That's good. And the victorious walk gets stronger and stronger. And that doesn't happen overnight.
0: Yeah, that makes total sense. Well, pastors, we wrap up today. I know you have another leadership resource that you like to make available to our audience listening.
1: What we do. Last week, we gave away the leadership resource card called Leadership Blunders Part 1. And it talks about five dangerous mistakes uh, that leaders make. This week we want to offer leadership blunders part two and in this uh resource i talk about five costly leadership blunders last week five dangerous leadership mistakes this week five costly leadership blunders you can have both of those in fact if you'll write us at shepherd talk at rbcdothan.org and just request uh Uh, Leadership blunders part one, leadership blunders part two, email us. We'll send those out to you. There's no charge and there are no strings attached. Just our way of saying thanks for tuning in to uh, our podcast. And uh, maybe it'll be some help or encouragement to you. But write to us at uh, uh, shepherdtalk at rbcdothan.org.
0: Well, thanks again, Pastor. And if you're listening today, we also have a card that can be made available to you from this sermon that our pastor preached on seven commands for victorious living. You can write to us at shepherd talk at rbcdothan.org. If you'd like that card as well, or if you have any other questions or, or things about um, things that are going on here at Ridgecrest and different resources, we'd love to make uh, those available to you. So again, thanks for listening today and we look forward to more talks in the head uh, with our pastor Ray Jones. Thank you so much for joining us for today's shepherd talk podcast. We hope God will continue to use you to reach the lost, build up other believers, and connect your life to the mission and purpose God has for you. We look forward to more talks in the days ahead with Pastor Ray.